Welcome to A Radiantly Healthy Life, the podcast where we explore natural health and wellness just for women. Here, we'll dive into a mix of mindfulness, homeopathy, herbal remedies, functional medicine, and those tried and true traditional methods. I'm Amy Whitbeck, your host and fellow traveler on this journey toward better health. As a natural health coach, I'm excited to share insights and tips I've learned not only through personal experience, but also from the amazing women I coach. So grab your favorite cup of tea or cozy drink, and let's chat as we walk this path to radiant health and happiness. Hi, welcome to a Radiantly Healthy Life podcast. My name is Amy, and I'm so glad that you're here. Today, we're going to be talking about adrenal fatigue recovery and 17 ways to support and heal your body. Do you have symptoms of adrenal fatigue and need info on how to start on the road to recovery? I know that feeling all too well, my friend. In fact, I myself have dealt with adrenal fatigue. Let me save you a ton of time and tell you what I've learned about adrenal fatigue after a lot of trial and error and appointments with seven, yes, seven different doctors over as many years. So let's jump into it. Let's face it, being a wife and mom can be downright exhausting, and not just because your kids need you for a 100,000 different things each day. It can also be tiring because there are stresses and worries, bills to pay, groceries to get, and activities to attend. And the fact that many of us stay up too late and rarely make time for ourselves doesn't help either. Eventually, this rockstar lifestyle of having snacks on the go instead of meals, not getting enough sleep, and partying all night with sick kids, or staying up watching serial killer documentaries on Netflix, that we moms lead will come back to bite us in the adrenals. But don't worry, in just a minute, we'll have 17 tips to help you on your journey to adrenal fatigue recovery. First, let's go over adrenal fatigue. If you don't know what it is, it's a thing, sort of. I can assure you that the symptoms, feelings, and exhaustion are definitely real, but the name adrenal fatigue is a little misleading. The adrenals aren't usually fatigued. More accurate names and descriptions are HPA axis dysfunction, which is short for hypothalamus pituitary adrenal axis dysfunction, or possibly even OAT, so ovarian adrenal thyroid hormone imbalance. These are two separate but linked hormone pathways that can become imbalanced due to a number of factors such as stress, leaky gut, sluggish liver, sneaky infections, and there are some others. In these pathways, when one organ or gland begins to struggle, it has a direct effect on the others. Think of it as a three-legged stool. If one leg is shorter, the others are going to wobble. That means if your adrenals are out of balance, the ovaries and the thyroid will start to show signs as well. But there are simple steps that you can take to support your adrenals and your whole body in general that will make a huge difference in how you feel. So here are 17 tips for adrenal fatigue recovery. Are you ready to make a few simple changes, have more energy, and feel better? If so, here are 17 ways to support your body and your adrenals. Number one, be your own health advocate. The first thing you can do when you're dealing with adrenal fatigue or a hormone imbalance or really any health issue is to take charge of your health and be your own advocate. You don't have to have all the answers, but you do have to take on that responsibility. Many tests don't show adrenal fatigue, hormone imbalances, or even wonky thyroid numbers until the situation is well into the serious range. And on top of that, many doctors don't even recognize adrenal fatigue or any of the other names that it's called. To add insult to injury, many doctors or healthcare professionals 
often don't know how to accurately read test results. That seems weird, right? You would think that they would, but sadly, I've learned from personal experience that's not always the case. So if the test numbers are in what is considered to be a normal range, you must feel normal, right? Nope. That's not at all true. You can have all of your tests come back in the normal range and still feel terrible. One reason for this is because some test reference ranges are ridiculously wide. So being in the normal range doesn't mean that you're actually in the optimal range. And sometimes doctors or healthcare providers really don't even recognize that, which is a shame. So here are some important steps to take. First, read and research as much as you can. Seek out a few functional medicine doctors or integrative medical doctors and have consultations before choosing the right one for you. Just because they've studied functional medicine doesn't mean they're right for you in your situation. If there are none in your area, look for online recommendations. Many doctors are taking virtual appointments now. The next tip is to have a list of tests in mind and ask for them if the doctor doesn't suggest them first. If they say no, find a new doctor. You have every right to request any test that you feel would be helpful and to at least discuss that with the doctor. And finally, join Facebook groups for adrenal fatigue, thyroid problems, or any other issue you'd like to know more about. Be cautious because anyone can say anything on the internet and it doesn't really make it true. But look into the things that they suggest because some of the people have done years of research and are actually very knowledgeable. And finally, don't ever, ever, ever give up. You might not find the right doctor or healthcare provider at first, and you may need to try a few different supplements, lifestyle changes, or have extra tests, but eventually you will find what works for you. And best of all, you will feel empowered because you took the responsibility and became your own health advocate. So the second tip on healing adrenal fatigue is to test, don't guess. This is actually really important. I know that I just said that doctors don't usually read tests well, or some doctors don't read tests well, but tests are still really important. While it's true that not everything shows up on a test, and many tests only give us a snapshot of one specific time of the day, there's still a lot of information that can be gained from testing. The trick is to get the right testing done. You can start with some easy at-home tests for adrenal fatigue. That, of course, is not going to give you all of the answers, but it can give you a starting point. Next, consider routine blood work. A CBC, metabolic panel, full thyroid panel, and full iron panel are must-haves. There may be others that your healthcare provider would recommend, but these should be the bare minimum suggested. In addition, look into a Dutch urine test. You can order this for yourself or through a practitioner. It's helpful to get an idea of your cortisol, cortisone, and other hormone levels. And finally, many have found helpful information through HTMA testing. This test analyzes a hair sample to find mineral imbalances, the presence of heavy metals, and even food intolerances. Balancing and optimizing vitamin and mineral levels is essential for adrenal fatigue recovery. A word of warning though, be careful where you get an HTMA test. There are only two labs that I'm aware of that don't wash the hair samples. And this is important because you don't want the hair samples to be washed. So find out more information from the only two labs that perform this test correctly, which would be analytical research labs or trace elements. Okay, number three, reduce stress. It isn't usually possible to entirely eliminate stress But reducing it is really important if you're working toward adrenal fatigue recovery. Stress can be from mental or physical sources, and if not properly dealt with, it can hinder healing. 
here are a few easy ways to reduce stress. The first one is to delegate responsibilities. If you have kids or a partner at home, you may need to explain to them that you need help. We moms often have many things we do each day, but remember the saying, many hands make light work. If you explain what's going on and that you need extra help, you may be surprised at how they rise to the challenge. The second thing that can help reduce stress is to adjust expectations. I'm not going to lie, this isn't easy. When you see your child folding laundry in their own special way or loading the dishwasher and it's not the way that you prefer, it could feel similar to when someone scrapes nails across a chalkboard. But try to let it go at least for now. They're learning new skills and you're getting more time to rest, hopefully. And the third thing that you can do to reduce stress is don't be afraid to say no. It's so easy to overcommit, but if you're on the road to adrenal fatigue recovery, you have to learn to say no. Make a to-do list and see what you can delegate, put off, or step away from. Not only reducing your commitments gives you more rest time, but evaluating your current lifestyle and commitments will also help you realize what's really important and in line with your new lifestyle and goals and what is not. Okay, the fourth way that you can help heal from adrenal fatigue is to add light therapy. Light therapy can be helpful if you're working toward adrenal fatigue recovery because light directly affects hormone production and regulation. Cortisol especially can be thrown out of balance if we stay up too late, if we don't get sun in the morning, or if we work afternoon or overnight shifts. One of the best ways that I've found to help right an out-of-balance circadian rhythm is to use a sun lamp. I really love to sit out in the sun in the summer, but I live in Wisconsin, and so in the winter... It's really dark and we just don't get as much sun as I would like to. Plus, in the winter, it's really cold, so I don't want to sit outside. This is where this sun lamp can come in. I use mine in the morning while I'm eating breakfast and drinking my hydrating morning concoction. And this helps me to have more energy, be more awake in the morning instead of tired in the morning and wired at night. And I've noticed a better sense of overall well-being. If you have cortisol issues, long winters, work odd hours, or find yourself dealing with the winter blues or seasonal affective disorder, give bright light therapy a try. Now, the fifth tip to helping to heal adrenal fatigue is to eat a balanced breakfast. And this is really important. I mean, they're all important, but the way you start your day is pretty much usually how your day is going to continue. So eating a balanced breakfast means having a small amount of healthy carbs, some fat, and protein. And also, try to eat within 30 minutes or so of waking. A good example of a balanced breakfast would be a sausage and sweet potato skillet with some vegetables and maybe a little coconut oil or butter drizzled on it. Another fun breakfast option that works well, especially if you're not normally someone that eats breakfast, is a smoothie. All you need is a handful of berries, a large handful of your favorite veggies, milk or your choice of yogurt, and a scoop or two of collagen. This is a quick, easy, and healthy option that will help stabilize your blood sugar and feed your body. Speaking of feeding your body, that leads me to the next tip that's essential to support your body. Don't skip meals. So number six is to eat regular meals. It's definitely important to start your day with a balanced breakfast, but it's also important for adrenal and hormone health to eat regular meals. When you're trying to recover from adrenal fatigue, it's necessary for some people to have small, healthy snacks throughout the day to help stabilize blood sugar levels. Eating the right foods and eliminating unhealthy foods and ingredients helps to nourish your body, reduce the stress of fluctuating blood sugar levels, and can help you heal the fatigue that you're experiencing. 
Now, I know that fasting is all the rage right now, and some people do really, really well with it. But if you have thyroid or adrenal problems, I would be really, really cautious in doing that. If you find that you fast and you don't feel well, it's not for you, at least right now. Okay, on to number seven, try carb cycling. In his book about adrenal stress, Dr. Christensen talks about carb cycling and how to do it properly in order to positively affect the circadian rhythm and cortisol production. It's an interesting read, and if you get a chance, I would highly recommend checking it out. I personally didn't agree with everything that he mentioned, like eliminating eggs or dairy, because I feel like organic grass-fed versions of those can be healthy unless you have an allergy or intolerance. But I did find the carb cycling suggestion, along with pairing carbs and fat and proteins, to be quite helpful. Basically, his suggestion is to have a golf ball size amount of carbs at breakfast. For lunch, you would have about two golf ball size servings. And at dinner, your carb size would be the the largest, about three golf ball sizes. After trying that for a few weeks, I did feel like I noticed a change in the way I felt. I do know some who have had to tweak that a little though. So if you try it and you don't feel like it's really working for you, don't be afraid to change it up. Number eight on our list is add salt. If you're dealing with adrenal fatigue, it's possible that you have lower sodium levels or an imbalance of minerals. An easy fix for this is to add salt. But this is where the HTMA test can be really helpful because if you have low sodium levels, you can definitely add some salt. If you have high sodium levels, you may have to add other minerals or vitamins to help balance that out. But if your sodium is low, which is common with adrenal fatigue people, An easy fix is salt. When hormone production is disrupted, cortisol and aldosterone production can be affected, and this in turn affects electrolyte balance. It's not uncommon for people with adrenal fatigue to have sodium or potassium levels that aren't in the normal range or ratio. If you find that your sodium and or potassium levels are not where they're supposed to be, you can help fix this imbalance and support your adrenals by adding a little salt, like maybe a quarter teaspoon, to your water in the morning. Many find that they crave salt and this actually tastes good to them. If it doesn't taste good or it bothers your stomach, I've found that splitting up the amount throughout the day is easier to tolerate. And speaking of hydration, number nine on our list is to hydrate properly. If the hormones are disrupted and electrolytes are imbalanced, as is the case for many, proper hydration becomes a necessary part of healing and recovery. Adding salt to a morning glass of water is a great start, but if rehydration is the goal, drinking large amounts of plain water throughout the day can actually dilute and deplete minerals in the body. Now, don't get me wrong. Water is very important, and it's absolutely an important part of a healthy life. But if you need to rehydrate and reestablish a good mineral balance, plain water isn't going to get the job done. And don't reach for Pedialyte or anything like that either. That stuff is full of bad ingredients. Instead, an easy way to rehydrate and rebalance minerals is to make your own hydrating drink. There are quite a few recipes out there, but one of the most popular is what some call an adrenal tonic or adrenal cocktail. And these recipes are super easy to make. It helps give your body vitamin C, potassium, and sodium that it needs to rebalance. If you need to have a lower sugar option because of blood sugar problems, a candida issue, or other problems with bacterial overgrowth, there are options for hydrating that you could include as well. And these are bone broth, coconut water, or soleil water. If you're interested in adrenal cocktail recipes that are super easy to make, really tasty, and help hydrate you, I will put the link below. 
Okay, on to number 10. Consider eliminating coffee. If you're a coffee lover, it may be necessary to give it up for a time. This isn't true for everyone, but depending on your level of exhaustion and current needs, it may be something to consider. Coffee has been found to have some health benefits, but it can also be dehydrating and too stimulating for a body that's struggling. If you find yourself not able to get going in the morning until you have coffee, but crashing in the afternoon, feeling tired yet wired, feeling anxious, or sweating after drinking coffee, it may mean that your body isn't handling it well right now, and it's time to find a different favorite morning drink. Swap your morning coffee for a hydrating tonic or cocktail, and soon you'll have as much or more energy than you did when you started your day with coffee. Number 11, opt for gentle exercise. Intense exercise can be great, but not for a body that's unbalanced. Vigorous exercise is a stress on the body that can be too much when hormone or adrenal levels or mineral levels are unbalanced. Instead, opt for gentle and restorative movement that will help bring balance. Some examples of gentle exercise would be yoga, walking, not speed walking, Pilates, tea tap, gardening, tai chi, and If you're in the later stages of adrenal fatigue or dealing with severe hormone or thyroid imbalance, the best thing you can do is rest. When you feel that it's time to start adding some gentle movement, start with the suggestions above and go very slowly. Okay, number 12, take time to rest. You may notice that there's a certain time of day when you just can't keep going. That's pretty normal for those of us with adrenal or hormone imbalance. If at all possible, try to take a break around this time every day. I know for me, right after lunch was the worst time. So knowing this, I made sure that my kids had rest time every day where they would read or do something quiet in their rooms for about an hour, and I would lay down for at least 30 minutes. That quiet time honestly made all the difference in how the rest of my day went. If I didn't get a rest, I would feel exhausted, dizzy, over-emotional. And so rest was high on my list of priorities. If you need extra rest, don't feel bad doing what you need to do to make that happen. Rest is one of the best things you can do for adrenal fatigue recovery. Number 13, try meditation. Meditation has been literally shown to change the brain, which is so amazing and so helpful for recovering from adrenal fatigue. Some of the benefits associated with meditation are that it can help reduce stress naturally. It provides increased control over anxiety and intruding thoughts better focused, enhances self-awareness, can help fight memory loss, increase in kindness and compassion, better sleep, and can help reduce physical pain. To reap the benefits of meditation, you don't need to be a monk that meditates for hours every day. Start with a five-minute guided meditation during a break at work or during your rest time each day. Stick with it, and before long, you'll be able to notice the subtle yet very powerful effects of meditation. Tip number 14, consider adaptogens. Adaptogens are herbs that have a long history of helping to strengthen and support the body in times of stress. If you find yourself with symptoms of adrenal fatigue or even anxiety, because anxiety is common with those of us with adrenal fatigue, adaptogens can bring great relief. Commonly suggested adaptogens include ashwagandha, rhodiola, holy basil, reishi, and there are many others. While many people find that these herbs are incredibly helpful, it's necessary to use caution, especially in the late stages of adrenal fatigue. Rhodiola specifically, but any substance really, can be too stimulating for some people. If you find yourself feeling better for a time and then crashing again or just not feeling well at all after taking a supplement, please don't continue to use it. It's just not right for you at this stage. 
While not adaptogens, vitamins B and C are also very helpful for people that are working on adrenal fatigue recovery, and they could be considered as well. It's best to stick with food sources or food-based supplements, though, so be sure to check the quality of your products. My favorite products for helping to add vitamins are liver capsules, food-based vitamin C, nettle infusions, and then in addition to sometimes using the adaptogens above, but those are my basic favorites. And I'll list all of that in the show notes or in the blog post. Okay, moving on. Number 15, make sleep a priority. It's so easy to stay up after the kids go to bed just to have some peace and quiet. Or maybe that's when you catch up on work, watch your favorite show, do chores that didn't get done during the day. I know all about being a night owl. In fact, I love staying up to the wee hours of the morning. It's quiet, peaceful, and I feel like I get so much done. The problem is that my body doesn't like the lack of sleep and the weird and unnatural schedule staying up late creates. So if you're like me and stay up too late, it's time to make sleep a priority. To help accomplish this goal, it's helpful to create a good sleeping environment by making sure your bedroom is dark, cool, and free from distraction. And that means leaving your phone in the kitchen or somewhere else. Also, set a bedtime for yourself and do whatever you need to do to stick with it. Sleep is one of the most important factors in healing, so this is something you want to put towards the top of your list. To help make sleep a priority and achieve good, restful sleep, consider starting a bedtime routine. Which brings us to the next step. Number 16, establish a bedtime routine. I know it kind of sounds like something you would do for your kids, right? A lot of kids have a bedtime routine, but really, when did we stop needing one? The truth is we didn't. At a time of stress, imbalance, and exhaustion, a bedtime routine can be something you can look forward to that will help you get good, restful sleep. Your bedtime routine could include anything you want or need, but whatever you choose, make sure that it induces peace and calm. You don't want to add anything stimulating right before bed. A few ideas for relaxing bedtime activities could be reading a calming book, meditation, gentle yoga, journaling, a warm bath. Whatever you choose, I hope you absolutely love it. Look forward to enjoying your time each night and sleep peacefully. And number 17, this is the last tip on how to help recover from adrenal fatigue. Number 17 is to enjoy life. I know that when you're recovering from adrenal fatigue and exhaustion or any other health issue, it seems to be your constant companion and enjoying life can be a challenge. But even if you're so fatigued you spend most of the day on the couch, find something that brings you joy. Maybe you love watching funny cat videos on YouTube, or you have a favorite book series or movie, or maybe you love hearing about what your kids did at school that day. No matter what it is, if it brings you laughter and joy, focus on that for right now. It's easy to spend time thinking about not feeling well, but I promise focusing on what brings you happiness and joy will help your mental and physical health so much more. Hope, joy, and a good support system will help you immensely on your journey to adrenal fatigue recovery. So find a few things that you love and put the little bit of energy you have right now into enjoying them. Here's a few final thoughts. If you want to work towards recovering from adrenal fatigue, these 17 tips are a great starting place. For the most part, the tips are simple lifestyle changes, but because life has so many moving parts, even simple changes can be a challenge to implement. Just take one step at a time, and please remember that real healing does take time. It often has its ups and downs, and being kind to yourself is key. Are you starting on the road to adrenal fatigue recovery? If so, what do you feel are your biggest challenges? I would love to hear your thoughts. Please feel free to leave them in the comments or send me a message. 
Well, that's all for today. I hope I've given you a little more information and some helpful tips on how to start on your road to adrenal fatigue recovery. If you'd like more information, feel free to look in this episode's description or hop on over to my blog. All right, see you next time. Thanks for listening today. Are you interested in diving deeper? Head over to irradiantlyhealthylife.com and be sure to sign up for my email list so you can stay up to date on what's new and gain access to exclusive tips, insights, and resources available only to my community. While you're there, feel free to leave a comment. I'd love to hear from you. And if you like this episode, consider sharing it with a friend. Every share helps us reach more people and spread the message of health and wellness. I'll be back next week. But in the meantime, remember, small steps really do make a big difference. See you next time.